0: Hi everyone, I'm Allie Stone, and this is Discovering Hospitality. Now, I've been in the hospitality industry for over 20 years, serving in all capacities. I started out as a server to present day, where I'm part owner of a multi-unit franchise in Northern Alberta called Original Joes. My journey continues to the Inspired Leader, which I founded in 2020. Through this, I help leaders from all industries create meaningful careers. And I do this through the education I received from my many years as a senior level leader in hospitality. I truly believe if we could bring more hospitality to more industry around the world, it would be a better place. Of course, hospitality has given me a life rich with adventure, connection, let's not forget humor, And of course, the challenges, which I believe can be unique to the hospitality industry. So this podcast, it was created to highlight the incredible moments that exist in our industry. Behind the day to day of hospitality lies millions of stories serving as evidence that this is one of the most complex, challenging and ultimately fulfilling industries on the planet. And when you peek beneath the surface, it's revealed that this industry, despite those challenges, offers a unique glimpse into creativity, beauty, and ultimately the strength it takes to bring it all to life each and every day. So it's my purpose with this podcast to share the celebration of humanity that exists in hospitality. I wanna share how this industry is one of the most incredible industries in the world and how hospitality creates a place for the world to become more connected and ultimately to become more beautiful. Thank you for joining me on this week's podcast and I truly hope you enjoy it. I'm here with my husband Chris, say hi Chris,
1: hi everyone.
0: <laughs> and we are actually in Banff, we are at the Banff Springs Fairmont Hotel right now sitting in the iconic Rundle Bar and we thought man how cool would it be to post a podcast during happy hour at the Rundle Bar. So. That's what you're getting today, um, and we're gonna have a conversation about hotels and our experiences throughout the years. Now, you might not know this about Chris and I, but we have traveled awesome. everywhere. <laughs> hey, we've traveled all over the world
1: together. Yeah, we're travelers. It's something that um, any any couple has a number of common interests um, to make them healthy, and traveling's definitely been one of ours from the day we met. I think our relationship started around a trip to BAMP actually. So. <laughs> Um, We've had so much traveling together which I'm so thankful for for sure.
0: That was in our young days and we may or may not have got kicked out of a couple bars on that trip.
1: yeah i think wild bill saloon in vamp is still uh, I'm still banned from there so we might have
0: our picture on the wall somewhere yeah. but they won't recognize us anyway exactly <laughs> so you know we were having a conversation we just did our podcast with mark sparenza who is working in new york and he's in you know luxury brand hotels and Uh, We're starting to get to travel again after COVID and it's such a great experience. And we were talking about how hotels really do make or break your experience and how important it is and how intense the hospitality is or has to be for a hotel to be really great. And so we wanted to talk a little bit about that today because we've stayed in many hotels. We've stayed in (laughs) dirty, second-rate hotels all the way up to, you know, Crazy five star and beyond. Um, and I think we've been really blessed to do that. But we wanted to talk about what that hospitality looks like and how that really makes or breaks an experience for us. So maybe, maybe Chris, I'll start it off this way and I'll just ask what is it for you that makes a hotel experience memorable?
1: Well, I think it's attention to detail. I feel like when you're traveling, there's so many different variables going on in your life, and so many different things to worry about. But when they can offer you a level of comfort with, um, you know, a warm, comfortable bed and um, amenities that are available to you, and a great place to relax after a day of being out and touring around, uh, it's the difference between a great trip and a trip that's somewhat stressful and chaotic sometimes too. So. <laughs>
0: I think we should tell some stories on this podcast because we have some good ones. So I want to start with a bad story. You're going to laugh when I bring this up. I don't know if it's in your mind, but so you're talking about this, like, warm bed to sleep in. And so um, my sister, Chris's sister-in-law, Jillian Verhey, she's been on the podcast as well. She decided to get her yoga teacher training in the Bahamas. So she went there for a few months and we said, hey, we'll come meet you at the end. And we were a little strapped for cash at that time, but we thought, we'll go to the Bahamas, we'll hang out with her. And so we booked this all-inclusive in the Bahamas, which if anybody knows about the Bahamas, it's not an all-inclusive place. <laughs> no. Um, and so we booked this, this I'm going to use the term resort very lightly with parentheses. <laughs> but it was like, I remember laying down to go to bed and it was like a rock. Like, the bed was the worst, and I was so tired on that trip. And I will also, I also remember being at, like, the buffet and you going to grab some cereal in the morning and a cockroach crawling up your arm.
1: That did happen.
0: (laughs) The pool was murky, the hot tub was disgusting, like, all of it it was just all, you know, and did we stay or did we do something else? I feel like we might have, well, we refused to eat there we ate out for the rest of our trip but I think we continued to stay there but you know like it it really we haven't been back to the Bahamas since and I really do think it's because of the memories we had there it's a beautiful place beautiful beaches Atlantis all of like fun stuff that we did but the experience in that resort and I don't even know what it was called and we don't need to (laughs) shame these places on a podcast but um like it's it's crazy how It doesn't even become part of your decision-making process after.
1: Yeah, it's wild the impact it had on that. Like like you were saying, Bahamas is a beautiful place that we likely would have visited again, but um, just the experience around hospitality at that one hotel just kind of turned us right off of it. Yeah,
0: yeah it was crazy. And so, okay, so we're at the iconic Bam Springs. We love this place. Like, we've been here, I don't know, many times. It's out our back door. It's one of our favorite places what is it about this hotel in particular that keeps you coming back
1: to definitely i mean there's a lot of things that go into the fairmonts the properties are amazing and they're you know they they land these beautiful properties all over the world which is absolutely amazing but it's 110 percent the hospitality like you cannot beat it and i don't understand the magic of formula how it's uniform across the world internationally. It's amazing, but they pull it off every single time you are in there. That they're looking after you. They sometimes they're the bellhops are calling you by name when they find out your room number, and uh, they're doing everything they can to make sure that you have a wonderful experience.
0: I think also for me, at least here at the Springs, um, the amenities like those really do it for me. They have, if you haven't stayed at the Bam Springs before, they have this heated outdoor pool and it's so beautiful like you can look at the sun rising or setting on the side of the rockies and you can be in it any time of year you can be in it when it's minus 30 out it's literally like a pool that's a hot tub <laughs> and everybody just lazes around in it and it's such an incredible experience and then i woke up this morning and i went down to get us coffee And there was, um, an East Indian wedding happening. So they, they, I think they would go all day. Anyway, everybody was all dressed up and you could tell they were all excited and the people in, um, the hotel were walking around and you could tell they were on kind of like high alert, but they were walking around trying to make sure these guys had everything they needed for this wedding today. And I just thought, Oh, that's so cool. Right? Like they're not going to have a bad experience at all. Nobody at this wedding today.
1: Yeah, and that's absolutely massive. Anybody who's who's married or has been yeah. married knows that that is an important day, and uh, <laughs> if anything goes sideways, it's not not good for anyone involved. And um, it's clear with a wedding of that size, the Fairmont felt perfectly comfortable to be able to handle it and execute it perfectly. It's amazing to see that they can do that. Yeah.
0: And so, yeah, it's very interesting. And so, like, we've had so many incredible experiences. I think back to Uh, the year of the boston bombings. what year was that
1: that would have been 2013.
0: yeah that was a crazy year so um for those of you who might not know chris is a competitive was a competitive marathon runner maybe again one day but not right now but ran boston six times six times yeah. yeah like we were in boston so much it became like our second city like we loved it and so Fortunately or unfortunately, we were there the year of the Boston bombings. And that was, yeah, we're doing great. Thank you. And that was such an incredible, um, I mean, obviously an incredibly traumatic experience, but also an incredibly um, heartwarming reminder of like the humanness that still exists in the world kind of experience. And so that time we shelled out (laughs) and we were staying at the Taj right at the end of, Uh, Boylston Street right Mm -hmm. and this this hotel if you've ever stayed here is super (laughs) posh and it's beautiful and it's crazy but then we end up there and the city is basically like under siege Um, they're trying to find these guys these two kids who set these bombs off and so everything goes on lockdown the military comes in it's like the craziest situation we've probably ever been in in our lives and what does the hotel do?
1: they go out of their way to completely make sure that we're okay. They put us as their number one priority, which is unbelievable to think about because this was their city. Um, They could have had friends watching the marathon. They could have had all these things happening. And uh, I just felt so incredibly cared about during that time. It was one of the most remarkable experiences in hospitality that I've ever had.
0: Yeah, it was like, it was so wild. And I felt like, I just felt so, okay, I didn't feel safe at the time. I was like, I remember sitting in the window and you and Tom were watching the news, trying to figure out what's going on. Because when, if anybody knows, if if anybody's ever been in a situation like that, when you're on ground zero, you actually don't really know what's going on. The rest of the world knows a little better than you. And I remember sitting in the window of the Taj, watching school bus after school bus pull up and fully um fully dressed military machine guns just busloads and busloads and busloads getting off right outside our window and these these troops hitting the streets right to protect everybody and so you know if you went outside there was there was military on every corner with machine guns like it was the wildest Wildest situation and and they're calling up to our room to make sure we got back Okay, to make sure we're okay asking us if there's anything we need and of course these guys just ran a marathon (laughs) Like they need they need they need some things right now And so, you know, I said this to the guys that I you know We need to figure out how to feed at least these guys like uh, like I can survive tonight or whatever and so what do they do they find a local restaurant a family that opened their doors just to marathon runners that night and was cooking meals for them. Like they had a restaurant, but it was like a local family restaurant. We walked like six or seven blocks to it. And um, the Taj set it all up for us, communicated with these people. And it was like, I remember like being in tears that people would care that much. And they kept apologizing to us.
1: Everyone, yeah, it it was absolutely nuts. But yeah, particularly people in the hotel, I just continually apologizing it's, it's just something that was completely out of your control yeah. but again like i said i can't stress that enough for something that looked so ugly the people of that city were actually so beautiful on that it's
0: it is our people make the world beautiful story of this podcast for sure also i would just like to shout out to boston because every time you ran that marathon and you would walk down the street with your jacket or your medal on everybody would stop and congratulate you or thank you for coming. So it's no surprise that the culture of that city, when such a tragic event happened, all they wanted to do was try to help us,
1: you know? Yeah, absolutely. That's what made it so cool all the years before was, you couldn't believe it, you'd be walking, limping around after running a marathon and everybody would go out of their way to just stop and thank you for coming to their city.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's wild. And so what other kind of hotel experiences have we had that have really kind of defined what's important when it comes to hotel hospitality for us?
1: Well, there's definitely been a number of them. We've stayed in...
0: Airbnbs?
1: Yeah, Airbnbs. I mean,
0: does Airbnb count? I don't know. Do we add that? For
1: sure. I actually think Airbnb does count because hosts... We've had very different experiences there too. We have. We've had ones where... Posts have um, put up these pictures of a beautiful property, and it hasn't been what it's been. And uh, having cared and having wanted to rectify the situation, and other ones where they've gone out of their way to make sure that everything is just as advertised. And um, so Airbnb, you, if you're um, the type of person that wants to run that, it is part of hospitality. I completely yeah. agree. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You should understand hospitality if you want to be if you want to run Airbnb. Um, I'll never forget the loft we stayed at or, like, the penthouse suite we stayed at in Spain. Now, I say this like it was really posh It was, like, top floor of an apartment building (laughs) with a really nice patio Mm -hmm. that looked over San Sebastian, Spain. And it was, like, downtown, and we wanted it because it was right in the, you know, like, the food district. And if you know anything about San Sebastian, it's, like, the home of the Tapa and many, many... Famous chefs have trained in San Sebastian, or if you're from Spain, Donosita is what it's called. And um, it's just an incredible culinary experience. So one of our friends recommended it to us, and we went out and tried it. And uh, I'm trying to remember the name of the guy, but he was so incredible. I feel like he checked in with us every day, asked us if we knew where we were
1: eating, what we were doing, gave us
0: recommendations. Like, he was was incredible.
1: It was unbelievable. And the thing that I remember about the experience with him was the enthusiasm that came off of him too when he was um, making these recommendations. It made you excited for the experience that was uh, coming your way and he just talked with such passion that it really, um, like, you know, looking back on it, it, it sparked a lot of the passion that we have when we talk about that place and that trip and the memories that we had there <laughs>
0: And you know what? We had so much. We we drank too much on that trip, for sure. But um, we had a, we had a, so much fun. I ate some of the best food I've ever eaten in my life. Oh, we went to Acalari on that trip. So that was only twice in our life. We've done a three star Michelin restaurant. I'm getting off hotels now, but uh, we did uh, True in Chicago, and then we did acalare in San Sebastian. And Acalari, everything was. Um, It was like a magic trick everything was like a surprise if it looked like it was vegetarian it was meat and vice versa and something was hiding in the food or whatever um but the hospitality throughout that whole city was incredible
1: yeah that was beautiful that was unbelievable experience as far as hospitality went and yeah just sitting in that restaurant with floor-to-ceiling windows overlooking a, a rocky ocean i feel so um spoiled to have had that experience that's for sure
0: yeah I mean, we splurged on it. It broke the bank for sure, but it was totally worth it. And so, so, you know, you might be listening to us and thinking, oh my God, you guys stay at the Fairmont and you go to these three-star Michelin restaurants. Well, we only, we only do this because we love the experience of it and we believe in great hospitality and we go, like we've, we've spent our, our lives together seeking the world for it.
1: Absolutely, and as we've always shared a model that anytime you can trade money for experience, mm-hmm. it's uh, completely one hundred and ten percent worthwhile. I mean, money for things is great sometimes you need it, but money for experience is a worthwhile trade one hundred and twenty percent of the time, in my opinion. So. Yeah,
0: one hundred percent. So let's stay in Europe for a few more minutes. No, we spent some time in Bruges, where most people in Belgium would go to Brussels, and we chose Bruges. It was like the lesser known of the two stops. And um, I think we stayed in a hotel there, but the hotels in like smaller European cities like that really are like Airbnbs, or sorry, like b bs like bed and breakfast, right? And um, I re- what I remember about Bruges was our hotel room was in like this old house that they had turned into a hotel, and our window looked back onto like, like this private secret garden <laughs> that was only for hotel guests. And every morning we woke up and they made breakfast for us and they were asking us what we needed, showing us around town. It was just like such an incredible experience.
1: That was a hospitality town, absolutely. And yeah. we went to some beautiful restaurants there too. I think the one, Pompolou, we went to oh, yeah. was absolutely amazing. is
0: mushroom
1: in Belgium.
0: And it's so mossy and wet and damp there if you know anything about Belgium and it was very, yeah, it was very perfect, hey, for that town.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It was on spot and yeah, it was just on point and it was just incredible the ambiance and the way it fit and the look, it was amazing. It was an unforgettable hospitality experience there too.
0: And I guess I'll, I'll never forget all of our trips to Paris. Paris started to be, so our very first trip to Paris, we, I think we spent a week there, um, and we just did Paris. It was our sole t- first trip to Europe. But since then we have made it a a habit, if we go to Europe, to spend a night or two in Paris because it's a great hub and Paris is just an incredible city and every time you turn a different corner you find something new. And so I think we've been to Paris four times now and every time stayed in a different area of the city. And it's been remarkable every time.
1: Yeah, and the hospitality was incredible in Paris too. And a lot of people, um, sometimes that country gets a bit of a stigma around it. But what we found is if you even make an effort just a little bit of an effort to try to speak french in those restaurants you were completely 110 percent looked out. yeah looked at you were never looked down upon um, none of those things that you kind of hear about sometimes when traveling there we felt like the hospitality was top notch there yeah and it was and part of the fun was just even fumbling through that language barrier and trying to embrace that culture a little bit too so yeah.
0: uh, so let me, let me take you out of Europe and you know I'm not even covering all, all of Europe for us, but let's talk about Hawaii. Because so we spent a lot of time in Hawaii. We've spent time in hotels, we've spent time in Airbnb there, and we try, now at this point in our life we try to spend a month in Hawaii if we can, as budget-friendly as possible so that we can spend a month out there. But what do you think it is about Hawaii and that culture that keeps bringing us back?
1: Well, um, you have a word that you live by, Ohana, right? Yeah. And what does that mean? Family. Family. They 100% treat you like family when you are in Hawaii, and uh, they—I'm sure—they're very well aware that tourism is their um, 100%. Their bread and butter. Bread and butter. That's yeah. what they live off of. There's not a lot of resources on that island, and that is their resource. But it is absolutely beautiful the way they take care of you. It's, we go there all the time, and a lot of it is for the beautiful mountains and the beaches, but the hospitality is truly what keeps us coming back there year in and year out.
0: And it's interesting because, you know, like there's lots of um, fun things that we do in Hawaii, but every time we stay, and we tend to Airbnb now so we can stay longer, but every time we stay, every single host we have is always so, gracious and always offering us different ways to see the islands and you know when we tell them we've come so many times they start to get creative and think of their oh have you tried this or have you gone you know have you gone snorkeling at Stephen Tyler's house yeah. and like and so you know we found out all these crazy little secrets throughout the years of going there that is through the hospitality of people running the places that we're staying at
1: yeah and one of the and they've led us to those hospitality experiences like you talked about one of them was Mama's Fish House, which is a stop just about all the time where we would, you have to drive basically around Maui to the other side of the island, and we are willing to do it for this place because it is absolutely beautiful. Um, The view, the room, everything, but the way, again, we take care of you in that place is is spectacular.
0: Yeah, it's incredible. Okay, so I don't think you should get off scot-free on a podcast. Mm -hmm. So, I wonder if you can share a People Make the World beautiful story that might be in line with what we talked about today.
1: For sure. Uh, I look way back, I've been an NFL fan for years and anyone who listens who knows us at all knows that we had a dog for 16 years named after my favourite football team. <laughs> but this originated from a trip down to Denver with me and a couple of, of buddies. and we were talking about the hospitality in the united states is off the charts but uh this guy who our friend had sort of found somehow down there i don't remember the story by that we we met him down in denver and he showed up and we met him in the swanky hotel and had brunch and this was probably a hundred dollars a person brunch and we were these kids we didn't have any money
0: you guys let me just be clear you guys were so young so yeah we had like we were early in our 19
1: years old yeah Yeah. (laughs) and uh So we're at this place, this swanky place, we're wearing like our football jerseys and people are walking around in suits and everything and uh, this guy shows up and he he gives us the tickets and we we try to give him some money for it and he says, no, no, the tickets are on me and I'm paying for your guys' brunch today because I think it's so incredible that you guys made the effort to drive all the way down here to see my football team play football. And this is what he did for us, perfect strangers. So when we say the hospitality in the United States and those people are beautiful, uh, it's it's true. And that's all the stories we talked about Boston, we talked about all these different um, situations we've had down there, but that was one of the most incredible ones for sure.
0: So I just want to be clear that you guys Literally drove from Edmonton down to Denver with the intention to buy these tickets off this man and when he found out you drove from Edmonton he gave you to them gave them to you for
1: free. Yep, just gave them to us, yeah.
0: <laughs> well, that's a people make a real beautiful story if I ever heard one.
1: Yeah, it was amazing. Very, you guys, very cool.
0: You guys had a real adventure on the way down too.
1: We did, uh, something that still haunts my dreams to this day, so we tried to do the whole drive in one night and we're driving in uh, my friend's 86 Oldsmobile Cutlass Supreme or something like that, it it was a Sherman tank and uh, a deer ran out from the side of the ditch, unfortunately, and he just blew this thing to smithereens. And the reaction, and it was awful, because I'm an animal lover, and I was horrified. But the reaction from all three of us was just incredible. my one friend in the passenger seat was screaming. I had crushed the drink cup I was holding in my hand and was just paralyzed with fear and shock and remorse over what had happened. And the guy who was driving like a cold-blooded killer just said, wow, that'll get your heart rates going, won't it, fellas? And that was it, the poor deer was gone. The poor deer was oh, gone. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm glad you went on
0: that trip and I'm glad you had a good time.
1: I did, yeah, that was the yeah. only slip up for sure.
0: And so, I mean, I guess as we kind of, like, wrap up this little, like, Rundle Bar podcast (laughs) on hotel hospitality, what kind of message do you think we should leave listeners with when they're thinking about somewhere to stay or what are some of the things they should be thinking about? Um, I know money is always a thing, um, but, man, I'm willing to spend that extra 30 bucks a night to get the experience personally.
1: Yeah, I guess the message I would with this is exactly on point with what you're saying is part of travel is hospitality so don't um, it's not the place to try to skimp when you're traveling at all 100% shelling out an extra few dollars to try to experience something unique or something that's um, specific to that region is 110% worth it
0: totally agreed so uh, let's cheers to the Rundle Bar And uh, thanks for hanging out with me today. It was my birthday weekend. It
1: was. It was amazing. (laughs) I love you. I love you too. Thanks for having
0: me. Well, that's a wrap, everyone. Another week of discovering hospitality and one more amazing guest on to share their beautiful stories. Thank you so much to all of you, our listeners, for your continued support. The success of this podcast is totally because of all of you. And to that, I owe... My deepest gratitude. Now, if you enjoyed today's episode, share it with a friend. And as always, don't forget to rate, leave a review, and subscribe to this podcast. I love hearing your feedback. And remember, the world is always made more beautiful by people like you. Don't ever forget it. Until next week, take care, everyone, and we'll see you then.